The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Ambar Garcia, Brian Broaddus, Patrick Walker, and Derek Eagleton. It is Thursday, January 4th, 2024, season 19, episode number 101. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios. At the start of the day, we're talking Cowboys versus Commanders. We will dive into the Commanders' defense versus the Cowboys' offense. Before we get there, though, there are lots of housekeeping news and notes that we need to catch up on. Cowboys have made some moves on their roster. Uh, They have officially signed four players and officially cut four players. I'm going to roll this out for you guys, and I want to hear from you on what you think sounds interesting about this, or is this much ado about nothing? Uh, Lyle Collins, offensive lineman signed. Damian Wilson, linebacker. Uh, Sir Roderick Thompson, running back. Big running back. Uh, Wide receiver Race McMath. All four of those players signed to the practice squad. Who has been cut? Martavius Bryant, Tyron Billy Johnson, Willington Prevalon, and Adam Pankney. Let's start first with the the guys. <laughs> yeah, no. Let's start first with the guys who have been assigned to the practice squad. We already talked quite a bit about Lyle Collins and what we think he can or cannot do. Uh, Damian Wilson, how much does he add for you? Um, obviously, just from the standpoint of having a body that's actually a linebacker, now signed as a linebacker. Well, it's exactly like you said, um, because right now with the release of Rashawn Evans, the only true linebacker you have on the active roster is Damone Clark, because you know Marquise Bell is a, a convert from safety and he's a flex guy. Uh, and then you got Buddy Johnson, but he's on the practice squad and not much you know, of a sample size there. So uh, adding Damian Wilson, which is not only a true linebacker and in physical form and as far as football IQ, because that's his, that's his position, but it's a familiar face. It's a guy who knows the organization, who knows a lot of guys that are still here in the building from his time now you know difference being versus Lyle Collins where you still Lyle is still going to have Tyron Smith and Zach Martin and those kind of familiar faces this linebacker room looks wildly different from the last time Damian Wilson took some snaps in it so he's also going to have to be looked upon to add some mentorship to that locker room young guys Damone Clark and, and those guys um I'm interested to see what his special teams contributions are going to be, um, because if, even if you look at his uh, his play last year, he still was able to put up a lot of special teams reps. I'm curious to see how Bones Fossil uses him in that aspect as well. But obviously, the Cowboys think that there's some value there as well with him, and and hopefully that's going to add to to what he can bring. Yeah, I, you know that's a veteran guy. You're absolutely right about that, and and one that that you know has experience of playing here. Now, not the experience of playing with this coaching staff, so that that's you know a little bit different for him. But you know, it's this time of year. It's about what players you have available, and Patrick talks about having guys on practice squad available and stuff like that. And I, I think that's an important because coaches need to have confidence that they can put guys out there and get the job done. You know, and obviously, you know, there's a great deal of trust between Dan Quinn and Will McClay. And if Will's saying, hey, listen, we could do this with this guy. I can help you with this guy. And Dan's like, okay, man, just bring him in. We'll coach him up, and we'll see what happens. So, 
you know, when you were going through those litany of names of guys that got released other than Bryant, it was like, that was a practice squad player. <laughs> right. yeah. That was a practice squad guy. Yeah, yeah. Now think well, about. I was thinking. You know, I'm like, I know the that. guys other that they signed better than some of the names you name. That's I'm what I'm like, saying. Yeah. Think about that. Frank, you know, he didn't if, do it for you. If if you're going through the season and you're and now you're having to put guys on the bring guys up, elevate guys to play, you're 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 thinking like it. You're like, oh man, how does this guy help? I I'm not familiar with his game. You know. Yeah. You know, when you look at the the guys that they've added, that's now you're you're in that playoff mode. You, you've had an opportunity. The guys they've let go, they've had an opportunity to work with them. It doesn't, you know, it didn't it didn't pan out like for Brian. I know there were a lot of people there asking me, and I'm sure Patrick, you were getting the same oh, yeah. same text, uh, same tweets. Oh, well, how are they going to get Brian up and when you know get rid of Gallup yeah, and all that? Him. And I'm yeah. like going, guys, he ain't coming up unless there's an injury yep. or and now, you know, you've kind of seen it didn't work out. You know, they, they, they kicked the tires on it. It didn't go. Maybe you bring it back another time if you have a spot. But, you know, that's, that's where you're at now. It's about getting players that you have confidence in that if you had to play them and bring them up and then play them, that you feel like that they, they could get the job done on a, a one- or two-game basis if you had to. I think for me, um, I do really like the signing, but I think it's mainly because of the familiarity that we know these guys. We've seen them play. Um, you're, they're not the best of the best, but they can go out there and, and still play for you and help you out in ways that right now you don't have any other right. choice. But so I think it's more of that of Is just that knowing, <laughs> and 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 also thinking of like okay. They're fresh, but at the same time, uh, that can be a bad thing, too, because sometimes it takes you a while to get into actual play form and being out there on the field. Because one thing is practicing, staying in shape, and we know very well. Another thing is being out there um, during a game. But it's good to have them. I think Damian Wilson, from what I remember, he wasn't terrible. He, He was... Okay, like a solid guy to have there. He wasn't the best. He sometimes would would have uh, trouble on the field, but it wasn't anything that, from what I remember, that I I can think of. Man, we need to get rid of this guy. Get him out of here. Cut him. It wasn't like that. No, his his time with the Cowboys was pretty solid, especially yeah. in rotation with like Anthony Hitchens and and Sean Lee when he was healthy. Damian Wilson he stepped in rotationally, and was he perfect? No, but he was definitely uh, one of the better rotational guys at the time. And and obviously we're talking years removed because that's 2018, last time he was here. Now he's back five years later. But if even if you look at what he did with Carolina, five starts, he was available all 17 games. He was available all 17 games in 2021 for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So he's durable. He's continued to be durable. Um, And like I said, he's bringing added value because 45% of the special team snaps for the Panthers had uh, Damian Wilson involved. So now he's, if you're Will McClay, you're talking to Dan Quinn, like like Brian said, you're saying, okay, well, Dan Quinn, trust me on this. He can give you some value on defense. And then you look over at Bones Foster and you say, hey, you want another special teams guy, a proven veteran who can give you some snaps as well. So hopefully kind of the win-win there. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's any kind of a blockbuster situation, right? So, you know, great. It's a familiar face, and he can come in and impact. He's a quality addition to the practice squad insurance guy if you need him. Um, but let's not make it any smaller or bigger than what it Are is. Are we expecting 
to see them, any of them, this weekend, or that's way no, too fast? I think that's too soon. I, I would assume that's way too soon, but if I'll put it like this. If it were a game, let's it's say this game gets game. away from you, yeah. or this game you're in, a, you're leading big, um, if, if any of them are even up. Like, that's also the thing. Like, do yeah. they get call them up? But but you may be looking for bodies to put in if you get into a situation where the game is out of hand one way or the other. And, uh, you know, you're just like, okay, let's, we're looking forward to the playoff at this point, and, uh, and we get our starters out of there. Maybe we'll get some burn. But I, I, I don't even expect any of them to necessarily really be up. Unless, unless, of course, there is flare-ups, say, with, with uh, knock on wood, with Tyron. To where you're like, hey, we probably just ought to have a backup available yeah. to us. But other than that, I, I don't think I don't think I necessarily expect him to be up. I do have a question for you guys about uh, Sir Roderick Thompson. One thing that that stood out to me: he's a bigger guy, six foot two, fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, it, knowing that they've been looking for a solution for short yardage, for you know power type situations, how does that play in? Do you think that maybe he's a guy that they look at for that type of role? And number two. On, on that same line, do you think that this ends any speculation about Dalvin Cook since they have now signed a running back to Yeah, he is spot? on waivers today, by the way. Yep. So, yep. yeah, you, you can put a claim in for him yep. today. Let's so. talk about it. Yeah, there you Let's go. Let's begin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I didn't want to get Free anybody range. in trouble. Yeah. I'm, I'm usually the guy getting everybody in trouble here. So, uh, but now, yeah, that's, uh, uh, he is on waivers. Uh, mm-hmm. Three o'clock today, uh, you will know whether if you put a claim in for him or not, whether you get him awarded to you. Uh the the thing I you know it's it's interesting to me just for the fact that they 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 are hunting they are hunting backs obviously here uh, and you know when they went, but what was strange was the Fajoko move for for Vaughn you right. know and yeah. to me that one maybe you hold if you're interested in bringing it back on that you would hold and say okay we need this roster move uh, we need this we need that spot in order to get this guy on. And, you know, I, I heard it with Deuce, it's an ankle injury that he's dealing with right mm-hmm. now. So that's why they were able to do what they were able to do with him. But it just seemed like it was like they're, they're, they're having a hard time getting guys on the roster right now because, the, to their credit, I mean, I don't even want to say it. We all know why they're having trouble, you know, because they're fortunately things are going the right way with their, you know, what that I don't like to talk about because every time I talk about it, it seems something bad happens. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to talk about it. But anyway, that's that's where they're at. I mean, their team is is kind of rolling along right now, and they don't want to make any moves that, that might upset the, the way that those things are going. So, yeah, this – this uh, but having on a bat, I think it's once again, it's just kind of a kick in the tire situation. Yep. I don't think I would read into it any more than that. Like, you know, he is a bigger guy. Let's see what he's got. And – and uh, if it you know if it works out that it's part of an elevation, I still think they're going to look at Hunter Lipke. I know that I know that what happened the fumble was a you know bad situation at that time, but man he has shown though when you do hand him the ball he can convert, mm-hmm. you know and that and that fumble was just a you know maybe hopefully that's the only thing that ever happens bad to him carrying the football for the Dallas Cowboys. I think when you look at Thompson and and I love I love the human aspect of of these guys um, and I say that to the 
to the Thompson aspect of this is a guy, this is an Irvin, Texas kid. Yeah. He's a, a former Red Raider with Texas Tech, and he's coming home. So, I mean, he'll have a lot of motivation because this is literally his hometown team, and he wants to prove. Valley Ranch kid. Yeah, Valley Ranch kid. Absolutely. Ranch View went to the same yeah. high school that my, my son's graduated from. Oh, your old from. stomping grounds there, yeah, so AG. Shouts out to Ranch View High School. Uh, <laughs> Long time ago. With the Wolves. Um, but, yeah, so I think it's, it's a situation where uh, Thompson, he is kind of a bigger guy. He can give you that. Um, he had some really good numbers with Texas Tech, uh, both from the rushing aspect as far as yardage, touchdowns, but also he can give you some receiving yards out of the backfield as well. So just overall yards from scrimmage, he can give that to you. Uh, to answer your question, does it preclude them from you know possibly looking into Dalvin Cook? I'm told no, it does not. Uh, the angle the Cowboys are taking based on the conversations I had yesterday is that they aren't necessarily interested in claiming his contract. So even though it was reworked so that he could get the mutual release, mutually agreed upon release from the Jets, Cowboys aren't interested in the contract, but they are with the player. So mm-hmm. if he does clear waivers, uh, I'm so this is not a waiver claim type situation. Right, no. correct. It's not a waiver claim type situation for the Cowboys. It's more so if he claims waivers, they'll likely clear be something. on the phone to try to see what his numbers are. So, um, But you don't know how that goes. So what do you do? You go and get somebody like Sir Roderick Thompson and say, hey, come on, let's kick those tires and let's see what's going on there. All right, let's, uh, let's go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, we'll dive into this Washington defense, uh, talk about some of the things that, that stand out, maybe from the first game, as well as some of the things that have happened to their team and, and some of the guys that, that we'll be aware of, that we need to be aware of, heading into this weekend's matchup. We'll be back, DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you back to the break 
Enjoy premier dining, shopping, and experience from over 20 restaurants, shops, and more at the Star District. Check out Women's Boutique Flea Style of Frisco and the official boot partner of the Dallas Cowboys, Lucchese. Enjoy the New Year's celebrations at Snowbird Cocktail Lounge, Concrete Cowboy, and CityWorks Eatery and Poorhouse. Visit thestardistrict.com for full directory. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. The segment brought to you by Blockchain.com. All right, let's talk about this Washington defense. The thing that pops out is immediately when you start looking at the numbers around this team, they are dead last in <laughs> points allowed. They are also dead last in yards allowed. Every that is the, the the two statistical measures you probably look at to say where teams rank in offense and defense, they're dead last. So yeah. that being said, Brian, what do they do well? <laughs> what, what do they do well, and and where are they most vulnerable? Obviously, yeah. vulnerable in a lot of spots. Where are they most vulnerable? The secondary is where you, the secondary where they're they're having problems right okay. now. Uh, but it's going to start up front with those two defensive tackles. They actually played the 49ers pretty well yeah. in this football game, and then it kind of got away from got away from them. But the, the Cowboys did a really nice job against Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen the last time that they played. And so, the question you have now is. What's the situation with Tyler Smith? You know, and uh, TJ Bass has done a really fine job when he's been asked to play. This is a different animal, though, that he's having to deal with with Payne and Allen inside. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. I was told that uh, at the Tyler Smith situation is actually going to carry over to Sunday. They're gonna they're gonna get there. They're gonna try and figure it out. And if he can go, he can go. If he can't go, then you're gonna get TJ Bass in there playing. So, but. It's going to start up front with the commanders at those two spots. Um, it's hard to move these guys one-on-one. It really, really is. Opponents have had success on them attacking on the outside, not running the ball inside, but running the ball to the outside. And so i got to say hello to my Odyssey group, by the way. All my Odyssey, Odyssey friends. Hey, yeah, There's all my guys I work with right there in Odyssey. Nice. So, <laughs> Hi, guys. Great to see you guys. But, uh, yeah, so the um, – the, the thing with, with people have had success running the ball on the edges and staying away from running the, the middle. If you look at the 49er game, and I was curious about this, Allen was doubled 13 times by the 49ers, and Payne was doubled eight times. So they're not going to let – teams are not going to let those guys control the game. They have a weakness at, at linebacker. Dallas did a great job in the game going back and watching and taking advantage of – of this uh, commander linebacker group. Uh, Cody Barton, I think, is the best player of the group. But there were a couple of times where he was matched up on Jake Ferguson. Ferguson took him to the woodshed. So, uh, you know, we'll see if they – I don't expect Ron Rivera to make the same mistakes that Jack Del Rio did in this game with some of his his matchups right there. The screen works against these guys and misdirection works against these guys too when you start to talk about how you maybe want to attack them. Um, the secondary is really, really banged up. Uh, you know, they, and I was talking to somebody with the commanders about this, and it might be if the situation was different that maybe some of these guys wouldn't be on the injury list. But, you know, it's, it is what it is for them right now. Uh, and that's a whole other thing we need to get into about how they might play this game. But Benjamin St. Juice, Kendall Fuller, they're dealing with injuries. Uh, Castro Fields is also dealing with an injury. You've got concussions, you've got knees, you've got shoulder problems. 
that's starting a rookie now uh, with Emmanuel Forbes. He's played quite a bit against the 49ers. He's probably their best guy of all the guys that are playing right now, of the in, the guys that aren't injured. Uh, but it's it's a group that really really struggles to to stop people from throwing the ball on them, and that's and that's something that the 49ers were able to do pretty well with Samuel Ayuk and Kittle. That's you know they had their way throwing the ball with them, and that's that's the problem that they're going to probably have to deal with again this week. You mentioned Jonathan Allen, a defensive tackle. He did not practice yesterday, also yeah. mm-hmm. with a knee injury. Yeah, if. Allen is able to play combined with pain. How does TJ Bass match up there? Like that's based on what yeah. TJ Bass does well and yeah. not so well, how does he match up? Yeah, the, the problem that you're dealing with 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 Allen and Payne is the power. Mm-hmm. They they are they are so just explosive off the ball. So now when you when you make that contact and you watch, it's like you hit and then they just stop you. You just stop in your tracks. And now they're they're kind of rocking you back or they're kind of now they're working around you, their hands are pulling around you. You you honestly need to when they're not in the game, that's when you need to take advantage of them even more on defense. Because mm-hmm. they have Mathis and John Ridgeway who used to play yep. here. When those guys get in tackled, that's when you have to kind of find a way to make some hay. You know, but when the other two guys are in there, because like I say, the the one thing that Bass could do is he's a strong guy. And he does a really good job with his pass set of sitting down, bending his knees, anchoring down on those guys. But if I'm if I'm the Cowboys, I'm kind of taking a page of the 49er book. If uh if I'm Biotish, I'm kind of keeping an eye on what's going on to my to my left if if Tyler Smith's not playing. Yeah. Zach Martin, you're a Hall of Famer over here, man. You understand how hard it is to deal with those big have a dudes. Day. Yeah. Like we're gonna yeah, have a day. We're gonna get to talk to Zach today on his weekly show and he'll tell you that. It's like, you know, it's these are tough matchups for these guys. But Bass is uh, you know, he's strong, he's powerful. Uh, but he doesn't have a whole heck of a lot of experience playing against a guy like this. So we'll see how it works out for him. It sounds like Allen and Payne are obviously the two big names. Are there any other players on that defense that you're like, this guy can be a problem? Not really. No, not really. I like like Forbes, the corner, because what they could do is he can match up. You know, we've seen the last couple of weeks teams treat – and this is if St. Juice and, say, Fuller do play. Then you could use Forbes. We've seen teams attack Jake Ferguson like he's a wide receiver. Yeah, We've seen you know, the, the Lions last week. They took their, their, their best cover guy and put him on. You know, There were snaps where they took mm-hmm. Ferguson where, like, okay, we'll take our chances with Lamb on the outside. But we know at this situation that maybe Prescott's going to want to throw the ball. So that's that's the things that you're now starting to see, and and that's the one thing that that I think that Forbes can do is you know, and and you look at where he in the game. Just I went back. I'm like, okay, I noticed what he's doing here. You look at the metrics of the game. He took Samuel in the game. He took Ayuk in the game, and he took Kittle in the game. So they're obviously trying to get him involved in you know he was one of their better cover guys of trying to at least move him around enough to to take various reps against the 49ers best weapons if you had to identify one person in the secondary that was the target like we're going to try to attack this guy who would that be yeah it's it, it it's the guy the guy that, that gave up that, that's given up the most is St. Juice mm-hmm. is he's he's been it, it's been a little bit of a struggle for him the Cowboys the first time around went after him pretty good this, Where does he typically line up? They flip. 
they play both sides Got is it. what they do. So you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to get a bead. So I would just I would I would try and find a way to to match up. We'll see if 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 they don't play, then these guys are in a world of hurt even more. Yeah, you know, with what they're going to have to deal with. But I I just feel like that Dallas the the, the their ability they, they just don't hold up in coverage very well. You know, they don't they don't carry routes particularly well. Uh, they don't play the ball particularly well. And you know, I feel like that. You know, Dallas. Dallas had a really good plan against them last time. And I, yeah. I but like I say, Jack Del Rio was the defensive coordinator at the time. Uh, you know, this is going to be a Ron Rivera game. Uh, and you know, Ron Rivera is probably coaching his last. This is probably his last gig. It's probably his last time he's going to coach in a coach a game. So I, I have a feeling he's going to try and match up the best he can. He's just playing shorthanded right now. With this guys, knowing that they struggled so much to get pressure on Dallas in the last game, they only had two pressures, yeah. zero sacks, um, and they don't have the defensive ends that they once had. They right. got rid of both their defensive ends yeah. early this year in trades. They're good defensive, or their best defensive ends. I should Sweat say. Sweat and young, yeah, and yeah. young, yeah. So, do you think that this could be a game where maybe they go in and think, "Hey, we we got a blitz." Have you seen any of that over the last couple of weeks, where maybe they're doing a little bit more of that to try to generate pressure, or is this just one of those games where they're just not going to generate pressure? And as we all know, if you don't pressure Dak Prescott and you just let him sit back there, yeah. he's probably going to carve you up. Yeah, they, they 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 played a lot of zone last week. I mean, watching them against the 49ers, I think that's kind of what they want to do. They're trying not to. Get give up the big play if they can uh you know that's what that's how teams are really playing dallas now they're just not letting dallas you know have those the, the problem that the the that the, that the commanders had in the, in the thanksgiving day game was they gambled on some coverages that you know the the the, the, the some of these routes that the, the cowboys ran the safety play was really really bad they got the corners turned around safeties were reading the wrong thing it seems to be that the coverage things that they were doing uh, the combinations of trying to take care of the sec and be solid in the secondary, they really, really weren't. So I, I think Dallas can throw the ball on them. I, like I say, how, how do you handle what's going on at defensive tackle in this game? That I think they can handle everything else. I think they can manage everything else. It's, it's if, if Tyler Smith doesn't play, how do you find a way to help T.J. Bass in this game so that, that the, the middle of this, uh, this Cowboy offense doesn't get affected? And, and when you go back and you look at the Thanksgiving game, quiet as it's kept, Tony Pollard had a, a pretty good day he did. that afternoon. Um, so not only did you have Dak Prescott kind of carving up the secondary, yeah. the, the poor secondary, four touchdowns, 331 yards, 142.1 rating. Here's Tony Pollard, 79, best game, yeah, 79 rushing yards, 6.1 yards per carry so going into that game we said it then that this uh, Washington secondary was lunch like you could absolutely yeah. have a day there the question was how would the Cowboys perform in the rush, running the game especially running interior with Payne and Allen well to answer your question Pollard had a really good day that day uh, and now it's a situation where either Allen may not play in this game because of injury or he'll be far less than 100% so it kind of goes to you know the, the logic that maybe this is a game where Tony Pollard gets a good bounce back and then Rico Dowdle was expected to return so you, you definitely want to continue to let your primary form of attack against this commander's defense be attack that secondary yeah it, like I say a lot of the perimeter runs they ran the ball to the weak side set formation to the left schoonmaker first on the left side yep. 
ran the ball back to the right, like a, a toss, just toss weak. And then they also went with their crack game where they brought the, you know, and, and they did, the, the commanders just didn't handle that very well. Linebackers, corners get cracked, and now the ball's out on the edge. So a lot of the runs were going to be on the on that outside. I think if Dallas is going to, maybe they'll go back and look at this. Maybe the commanders will say, well, we've got to play a little bit wider here. 49ers had a good day running the ball on the edge, too. I think anybody that plays the commanders can run the ball on the edge. I just don't think they get the support that they, they need at that spot. And it's also because the defensive end, that yeah, those yeah. positions are weakened yeah. by the trade for you know Chase Young being sent away, Montez right. Sweat being sent away. So even if they say we're going to play a little bit wider, well, now you're, you're basically weakening Allen and Payne because they yeah. play better in that phone booth. But if you're widening the phone booth, you're asking them to do more lateral work. That widens the gaps in the A and B. And there you go. There's so in, some interior runs. They did, just really don't have an answer as far as their yeah. defense is concerned. You know, I'm trying to not get too confident. Is your mic? hit the button again? Is your mic with your knee? Oh, did I? You did. I don't even know where the button is. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those days. Okay. There we go. She's back. I got long legs. Boom. Okay. Um, I was saying that I'm trying to not get or feel too confident about this game because right now everything seems to be so much in favor for the Cowboys. Like you talk about an opportunity to have a good passing game, but also a good running game to end the season with kind of being back and establishing the run. Maybe Tony Pollard feeling a little bit more confident, comfortable uh, with running. Also, maybe winning a road game and ending the season high on that. But also, I'm like, okay, take it back and and chill. Because... We've seen this happen before, mm-hmm. Arizona. Mm-hmm. We've seen it happen even um, against the Panthers. It wasn't a game where the Cowboys completely dominated. You know they should have, but I mean Struggled they they the won. Run, yeah. Yeah. But so it's one of those things where you're trying to. Everything sounds great with mm-hmm. the both both scouting reports that you gave Brian of the update between yesterday and today, but also being mindful of how things can easily turn bad and how the Washington commanders, how they can all well, of a sudden show up and decide to play a great game against the Cowboys. Yeah. They, and talking to people in Washington about this game, and because I was asking about the second overall pick and protecting it and all that, they do want to play some young players. That That's something that's interesting to them. They would like to try and play some young guys and see how it goes. But they got coaches on that staff that are honestly coaching for their jobs. Yeah. And so nobody wants to go out, you know, that way. And you never know. It might be a situation where, you know, ownership says, well, hey, listen, we like this position, coach, or we like that guy. You have holdovers from staffs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So that's kind of why, you know, that, that, that they're, they're, I don't think they're interested in tanking this game. But it's one big, that they would like to have just for the fact that they'd like to, you know, for new, for the ownership and maybe for the next coach that yeah. we, there's reasons for us to stay around here and help coach. Yeah, it's interesting. This I saw a video this morning on social media where they were asking the Washington players about the fact that, that the fans are in the, were in the stadium cheering for them to lose yeah. because they want to keep that pick. <laughs> yeah. And you can tell the players were like t- kind of taken aback yeah. by it. But also they made it clear our our expectations of ourselves this weekend is we're going to win this game yeah. because we want to win this game. And sometimes players don't care about drafting. No, 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 they absolutely don't. But I, but I also think that's also part of it. I think that they are focused primarily on winning because yeah. not only do they that's just what they players do. just want to do it, yeah. but I also think it's because sometimes you have people just constantly saying. 
you don't need to win. You don't need to win. Yeah. Y'all aren't good enough. Y'all aren't good enough. To them. Sometimes it just becomes a thing yeah. where, okay, yeah. Let, yeah. let's see. Yeah. Let's see. And I, I do think that they're going to come in ready to play. question will be, did they prepare all during the week yeah. like they wanted to play? Right. But I think their effort on Sunday will be every bit as much as, as, as any team the Cowboys will have played this season. This, this, this is likely going to be a tough game. It will. Yeah. It'll be a tough game. All right, let's take our final break. Let's come back. I do have a question for you guys about this Cowboys defense and how concerned you might be at this point about them being able to close out games. We'll talk about that when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Don't put off getting your oil changed, Dallas. Take 5 Oil Change. A proud partner of the Cowboys is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. You can take advantage of Take 5's fast, friendly, and simple service at any of their locations across the Dallas area. And remember, at Take 5, you stay in your car because they're faster than you think. Take 5, the official oil change of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code Cowboys. VIP. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code COWBOYSVIP. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back to the break. The CONCACAF Nations League final are coming to AT&T Stadium. Don't miss your chance to watch North America's best soccer teams battle out in the semifinals on March 21st. Then see who lifts the trophy in the championship on March 24th. Tickets are available now at SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing partner of AT&T Stadium. Welcome back. It is the final segment of the break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Uh, let's talk about the Cowboys' defense. Um We've seen over the last two games now where the offense has gone down and scored to put the Cowboys in position to where uh, they were in the lead in the final minutes of the game. And in both those instances, the defense allowed scores that allowed the other team to get back into position to possibly win or win, as it was the case in Miami. How concerned are you about this defense's ability to be able to close out games? What I said about it, this particular game against the Lions, was that, and, and I know Brian agreed, you changed how you played defense on that final drive, right? Yeah. You you played it a certain way that was effective for the majority of the game, which helped you keep them down to just a touchdown, much like you did against the Miami Dolphins, but also like you did against the Miami Dolphins when you needed that final stop you got softer as far as how you spaced it. You got 
different in how you played it. And that's my concern. I don't believe that the Cowboys have an issue with getting the final stop if they just continue to do on that final drive what they did successfully. The only reason to change in the final drive is if something wildly wasn't working over the course of the game. But when you've hold when you've held these two powerful offenses down for 58 minutes of football and now you're down to two minutes why change up why change up that's why it started to allow chunk plays so to be clear your concern is more with how the it, defense is being it, called not correct. necessarily and the that, defense on play. those final in those final moments with the game on the line it's why change up it's the play calling in that instance because your play calling and your execution it was there for 58 minutes and then here come the final two and then you change up and now you're allowing the chunk plays that's a concern for me Give me the Seattle defense, that whatever defense they played in that final mm-hmm. drives against the Seahawks to get those yeah. games to get off the field. They had three, four down plays, and then the pressure. Uh, you know that that's the thing when the Cowboys do not get pressure, mm-hmm. that's a problem for them in those situations. Because, Is that because the sec? Oh, I'm sorry. Well, the secondary, yeah, the secondary. You know, in this last game though, the spacing was not great. You know, and and to Dan's credit, he he went three different ways to try and. To stop it, it wasn't like he just sat there down after down after down using the same defense. He tried; it just didn't work. The, the the common denominator here is when the Cowboys don't get pressure, they can be very mediocre as a pass defense. Can be very mediocre that way. Pressure, you know, the whole entire game, you are you are creating problems for Jared Golf, and then all of a sudden he gets comfortable on that final drive because there's no pressure. I think Dan learned a lesson there. I think you know you you can't. If we're gonna, the, the Seattle game was a great example of coming after that quarterback and affecting the way, and they were able to do it with their front. Uh, but in that in that uh, in the Miami game, they couldn't get home, and they couldn't get home in this last game on that final drive, and that was the difference really in the, in the game in the Dolphin game especially. But uh, you know, if they 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 Dan's trying, I just think if it, they don't get pressure, then they they're very ordinary on defense, and that's not going to win you many games. Being ordinary, you have to be almost elite at the very end to win games and you know being ordinary is going to get you beat yeah um that's a somewhat of a tough question because i am but at the same time i'm not like i'm more concerned about the offense and them doing their job like I can't blame the defense. Like by the end of the game, like bro, I'm tired. I'm right. drained. I've gave I've gave you my all. I've given right. you all I got. Same as Miami. I catch an interception for yeah. you, and you do nothing. Like I, I think I I can get go sit for a few moments on the bench. Next thing I know, I'm right back out. So it's just yes, concern in the whole broad aspect of it. But at the same time, I just don't. I can't be mad at them as you know. Well, let, let me say this to to add to your point where you're going with this. It also goes to offensive play calling and execution as well late in these games. So an example would be if you see that your defense has held strong, be it an interception or you know Demarcus Lawrence gets a, a critical run stop on third with goal to go, and now your offense gets the ball back. It's late in the game. How you call that next offensive drive? First of all, it needs to be penalty free. You don't need anything yeah. putting you behind the sticks. You don't need anything that 
awards uh, or keeps extra time on the clock for the other team. How, are you effective with running the ball? Can you start to salt the game away, or can you not because you don't have confidence in it? So guess what you're doing? You're dropping back and passing in situations where you probably wouldn't otherwise, like against the Lions. We were talking about the Cowboys. It felt like McCarthy didn't have a lot of confidence in the run game late in that particular game. So the offense, to your point, also needs to help its defense because when your defense is playing and bottling up these high-powered offenses for the majority of the game, you get an interception, you get the ball back in Dak Prescott's hands, you would like to get at least a field goal, but definitely a touchdown. If they come away with nothing there, it's a quick three and out. Defense is back yeah. onto the field. So complimentary football, help those guys out as well, and then you will have fewer situations wherein you are asking your tired defense who's played well 58 minutes to go out there and now save the day when it shouldn't have to necessarily be that. Are you guys going to lose your mind when we get to the end of the game and it's a four-minute offensive situation, you're trying to run it out, and they have to keep <laughs> throwing the ball? Because that's where we're going to, guys. We yeah. know that, right? Well, here's the thing. I think I'm going to lose my mind regardless. See, the, the thing about it is the way, to, the way for them to get first downs is throwing the football. Yeah, but there's a way to throw the ball. I think that's where most people that had a problem with that deep pass there – uh, in at the late part of the game, sure, it, it was not that it was not that they were throwing the ball. In my opinion, I'll speak for myself. I wasn't upset at that, that they were throwing the ball. My frustration was you're taking a lower percentage right. pass. Right. Give me a high percentage pass that is a part of your running game. I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. I mean, this offense is predicated on quick passing. Yeah. So give me some of those. Give me a slant route. Give me a bubble screen. I think there are other things you can yeah. do where you got a higher percentage chance you're going to complete the pass so that if nothing else, even if you don't get any yards out of it, right. at least you keep the clock moving. Right. I think that's the point that most people, or at least for myself, that I would have a problem with. So no, I won't lose my mind if they're throwing the ball. If they're throwing it downfield and taking a lower percentage pass, I will lose my mind. See, that's where I, I'm at right now because I kind of feel like if to, to maybe kill a game, they're going to have to throw the ball. And it, and it plays. It, I mean, you, you're trying to get them to use their timeouts and stuff, but that might be the only way Dallas can kind of keep the clock. I mean, they could keep it going running the ball, but it's going to be second and 10. It's going to be third and eight. Yeah. It's going to be, 12. yeah, it's going to be fourth and <laughs> yeah. seven. Yeah. You know, that's kind of where you're at. I mean, you're, start. yeah. And then holding. now you're not yet holding. Yeah, holding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, go back. Let's see. No, I mean, it's tripping. It, that's oh, but that's oh. what I'm saying. I, I think that <laughs> to soon. me, you're right about the higher percentage passes though. Yeah. You're absolutely right about that though. And so to me, but I just wonder because it's going to be about, I, I think there's going to be times where in the playoffs, it's, they're going to have to keep the clock going, but it, it it's probably not going to be running the football. Yeah. yeah, I mean, their best chance of winning and their best chance of maybe not exposing the defense to what Ambar was talking about, being tired and holding up the way they have the whole game, is they're going to have to go get first downs. And they can get first downs throwing the football. They could do that for sure. I would incorporate more quarterback running myself. No doubt. Oh, yes. Know? And maybe the jet that, sweeps. Yes, please. Yeah, anything. Yeah, there are other things you can do. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm trying. I'm just trying. Maybe, the time's maybe, here. The time yeah, maybe I come. haven't shown you anything. Maybe I haven't shown you that quarterback pulling the ball. But I'm, I'm going to do it in that four-minute drive, trust me. Uh, and, when, and when you do it, um, no penalties to negate that because we've seen that a couple times here recently where Dak Prescott gets a, a yeah. chain mover with his legs and there's laundry on the field. Yeah. So play clean football. Yeah. Real quick before we end the show, I did want to mention Cowboys get seven Pro Bowlers uh, named to the Pro Bowl yesterday. D uh, Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, Zach Martin, Micah Parsons, Deron Bland, Brandon Aubrey, Brian Anger. 
all get to the Pro Bowl. Were there any surprises for you and guys that yeah. did not make it? When we were sitting there in Oxnard, the ball was hitting the set about 17 <laughs> times. I literally was telling my wife about that story. I told the night. story on the radio. Yeah. I told the story on the radio. I go, this guy. None of us were expecting it. Yeah, it's like we're standing there, like uh, poor, you know, Ambar's getting hit with a ball, you know, and yeah. we're like thinking, well, man, she's going to own part of the team now for uh, injuries <laughs> right. and stuff here. But yeah, no. See you later, guys. See ya. It's great that they made the right decision decision on that that yeah. you know and it's great for bland you know good job with bland and mm-hmm. stuff like that well yeah. well done sir. you know one of the things i told my wife last night as we were talking about this because she said man they got lucky with aubrey and i was like you know you can look at it that way but i actually look at it the other way because how do you look at it well if you look at how he played during <laughs> training camp i know none of us thought no, this guy could play Let, let's be clear none of us until thought he could they, play. Until and not like, only that not only that they got rid of the other guy that was there with right. him and didn't yeah. bring anybody else in. I know. They doubled down that, on so it. So that's, that's not so, luck? So, no, so to me, that's, that's not confidence. them being luck. That's being confident yeah, that's in confidence. what they scouted and saying, this guy can play. We feel confident you know what? he can play. And they were right. They it's got funny. it right. Weren't we all seeing the same thing? I mean, Us? Clearly they, the they, were right. clearly, they were right. Clearly, clearly, but, but clearly once they were right. Clearly they were right. Once they got rid of the other kicker, he started making kicks. He didn't miss. Yeah. It's like It's like... This guy in it would miss, then he would miss, right. then this guy would make, and he would. It was like they were going back and forth, back and Who forth. Who can miss most? Yeah, and or it's worse. funny. And it's funny <laughs> once once they got rid of this guy in it, this guy never missed. Yeah. Never missed. Yeah, and like, I, they I just were think right. I got to give them right. credit for that because I think that was about their confidence in what they'd scouted and believing this guy could be That's the fair. man. If, okay. Which is good for them. And you they were guys... right, but at the same time, I'm like, let's don't put me. Under that stress, like I don't like heading into the season feeling stressed and being Will like, "Oh my that? God, don't what are we Amber like? under that you stress?" Guys, no, you guys live in the building, and when Bones Fossil goes upstairs to the club, pull, take your drink, sit down next to him, and ask him really how that all went yeah. down. Yeah. I want to know. Yeah. I want to know how that all went down yeah. because there is no way they that we saw the same thing. How did they choose one less misser over the other misser? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And how did they decide they were going to not only <laughs> double down misser. on him yeah. by letting him and go, not but not bring somebody in. else in? Yeah. That's where I'm like, they yeah. they felt really confident about where they were. Somebody at that point. over a Miller Lite will tell you yeah. how that all went down. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the great thing. Crazy thing, training camp. You, we get to see all of the practice. Mm-hmm. Like it's open. It's mm-hmm. not here. We only get. Sometimes the we're involved person. in practice. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's that what's ball. crazy. Like during that time, we were all. See, it's not that we were crazy. Yeah. We all saw the same thing. Yeah. So, but anyways, congratulations to him. Absolutely. That's all the guys. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Surprise. I, and the Very only good. thing I will say is, um, seven guys. Congratulations, guys like Brandon Aubrey. You know, ninety nine percent confidence. Um, yeah. But a couple, couple snubs that I'd be remiss if I didn't mention. I feel like tomorrow. Marcus Lawrence is having another outstanding season. Uh, I feel like his resume, especially you talk about those critical stops. I mean, the Cowboys are probably plus two in the win column because of Demarcus no Lawrence's play. Uh, and then when you look at Tyler Smith, I feel like although he has had an issue with some penalties here or there, for the most part, he's already proven at year two he's one of the best interior offensive linemen in the league. I don't see how you don't get Tyler in there as well. So outside of those two very very obvious snubs for me, the other seven are more than deserving whatsoever. And keep an eye on the alternates because a couple of these guys might still sneak in. The goal is not to any of these guys play yeah, in the Pro None of these guys, none of these guys involved with tug of war or uh, dodgeball or yeah, any yeah. of that stuff. You yeah. just you want it for you want it for these guys for yeah. the fact that it's being honored. They're being yeah. honored for the work, and also yeah. you know when it comes to contract negotiations, there you go. Pro Bowl still it matters. Helps. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. So back tomorrow, we will wrap this thing up. We'll let you know what we think is going to happen this weekend: Cowboys Maybe. versus Commanders. Till then, for Patrick Walker, Brian Broaddus, and Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com. 
Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?